Hey, welcome to The Sinner and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. So I have a question. Give it to me. What drives you to have a drink? Like, what is one of those things? I watch these commercials, and they're just, like, lounging around in the back deck, and the fireplace is going, and they're sipping on wine, like, smiling and laughing and looking at the sunset. <laughs> That's not my experience. <laughs> I do have that. I did, ha- I did have one of those last weekend. Okay. But... I do know what you mean. Yeah. So for me, lately, it's been algebra. Oh. Helping my son get through algebra. Because I was not good at algebra 30 years ago. And if you don't work at it, it doesn't just naturally come. (laughs) (laughs) So what drives you maybe to pour a glass of wine? I wasn't even good at it when I was doing it every day in class with a teacher. Um I think generally it is when things are out of my control, feel very hectic and unorganized, and there's no, um, I can't control the situation. Gosh, I really feel that lately. Like, I've had to tell myself, number one, I can't want this more for them than they do, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. And number two, I can only control myself. So I'm controlling myself as I pour a glass of wine or bourbon, (laughs) but no. Uh, So yeah, I just sometimes, you know, me and alcohol, we have a love-hate relationship Um, just because of all my family history with that. And so I have to be really careful because like I've said before, if I drank every day, I had a reason to drink, I'd be drunk every day. There you go. So anyway, um, this brings me to the topic. First of all, guys, bad news. I'm in charge of the topic. (laughs) (laughs) So who knows where this is going to take us? Put on your seatbelts if you don't already have them on. It's going to (laughs) be awesome. And a wild ride. A wild ride for sure. So I was really been thinking lately. I've had a lot going on. I've had some medical issues. I mean, I always have a lot going on, but the medical issues on top of that and just lots of curveballs. And so Mm -hmm. I've been thinking... What are the six things that are saving my life besides Jesus? Okay. And I'm going to be you today. So why is it six things? Did you come, what did you say? What are the six things? Or did you say, what are the things? And you ended up with six. I said, what are the things? And then I said, what are the five things? But then I had one more. Great. So what are the five things plus a bonus? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And a bonus round. I like it. I love that there are that many things in your life. I'm so excited. Okay. I hope they're in mind. So, <laughs> if you're stressed out or life's overwhelming or you're wondering how on earth you're going to make it till bedtime, mm-hmm. one of these things might help you. First one is my morning routine. Yes. We've talked about it before. I love micro habits, but my morning routine and the way I start my day has a huge impact on the way my day runs. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I am very routine oriented. What is your daily routine? I like to get up, I put on my snuggly robe, sweater thing, I make my tea, I get my protein bar, I take my vitamins, <laughs> I sit down with my journal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I do like make sure there's nothing so I can concentrate on reading whatever scripture. I do go through and make sure there's nothing pressing in my um, text and email. Oh my gosh. I cannot look to, at a text or an email before I do my really? routine or else I, it's over. I do better knowing, okay. okay, 
I know what's happening today. Everything is good. If it's like a quick response, which most of them are, I'm done. And then I'm like all in until it's time for yeah. working out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're a Pilates girl. I do love my Pilates. So for me, I have to wake up. I lay in bed and I think, what am I grateful for? And then I put my feet on the ground and then I'm either going for a walk or like taking my vitamins and going for a walk or I am grabbing a cup of coffee and sitting on the porch. Mm. But regardless, I have to get sunshine. Yes. And so just a few minutes of daylight, you know, you can look at the history of that or science behind it. It Mm -hmm. sets your circadian rhythm. It does. It just like that aligns you with like you where you were meant to be right? there's a reason it says your mercies are new every morning in yeah. scripture that morning sunrise sun mm-hmm. there's something about it there's it's very life-giving mm-hmm. from the lord that's intentional yes we'll see how i feel about it as it gets colder outside yeah. check back in <laughs> um the second thing that is saving my life right now is prioritizing myself and self-care mm-hmm mm-hmm and so this looks different than your typical self-care. Like I'm going to go shopping and spend a thousand dollars because I deserve it. Or I'm going to go pamper myself. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about putting yourself first, feeding yourself well. I we're super busy. I eat differently than my family. And so I make all their meals. And then at the end of the day, I just grab something really quick. Well, with things that are coming back on my blood, that's not an option anymore. And so it's realizing that number one, you can't be there for your family if you're not there for yourself first. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's really hard for me to put myself first. I do. And I've I think working on a lot of us. Well, right. And in the first number one, your morning routine, I heard exercise and vitamins mm-hmm. as well. So that is also going into self-care yeah. into number two. And flowing in. And, and same with the sunlight. Like, we all need that, the sun, the vitamin D. And I don't mean layered up in sunscreen, because that's really not doing you any good. Right. Probably part of my problem is all the sunscreen. Anyways, just kidding. Um, so I think self-prioritizing myself, I, I never felt like I was worthy of that, or I didn't deserve it. I, you know, I haven't gotten to the root of all that yet, mm-hmm. but I think that's definitely one of the things. And did you see that um, as lived through as an example in either of your parents in any way? Absolutely not. Right. So that, you know, not seeing it modeled growing up probably makes it difficult as well. That's probably another hurdle. Yeah. Because it wasn't something that seemed important. It wasn't something that you grew up seeing. Yeah. And, you know, the display that I saw, speaking of display, the display that I saw um, particularly from my mom felt so selfish to me. So I never mm. wanted to be anything like that. And so I probably just swung the pendulum opposite. Gotcha. So doing the things to take care of yourself felt selfish. Yeah. Cause like instead will, of self care, I will never put myself before my kids is what I thought. And I definitely didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, right. But what you said, like the irony of that is if you're not actually taking care of yourself, then you are no good to your kids because you, you're sick or you're tired or you're cranky or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, How about you? What do you do for self-care? I exercise. I definitely spend time in the word every day. I actually try to light candles when I'm cooking dinner, something as small as that for me. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm cooking dinner, I'll light the candle in the kitchen and try to make it, 
you know, I don't know, just a nice environment to cook in. <laughs> I love to be out in the sun. I will schedule massages so they're just on the calendar. And it's a nice treat. And it's a nice treat, and it usually always comes at the right time. It's amazing. You know, certainly not something I can do once a week or twice a month, but it's on the calendar, so I'll make sure it happens. Yeah. Um, there's that, and, you know, self-care. Hmm. Trying to find that quiet time is the biggest for me. It really does set your day right. Mm -hmm. And so when I go for a walk, I'm either walking and hanging out with God and talking, or I'm sitting on the front porch with my journal and my Bible and a cup of coffee, because it is so important to acknowledge God for me. um, Yes. And just be thankful and grateful and also excited for where he might take us. Um, Number three, my people. Oh, if it wasn't for my people. Oh, 100%. 150,000% agree. Thank you for being one of my people. Same. Mm. The people that you know you can call yeah. at any time. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't answer the phone, they might text you. Yeah. Um, they know in your silence that something must be going on. <laughs> they, they know your patterns well enough. They also know you well enough to never make you feel shameful but want better for you. So they're not going to let you just screw around. Right. They'll challenge you when it's time to be challenged and love you when it's time to be loved. Yep. And not not afraid to like, be like, hey, you need to work on that. (laughs) Right. Or when they see the vulnerability, maybe just encourage you and ask a question instead, like we've talked about. Yeah. You know, and sometimes don't put pressure on yourself to get it right. Just that's where leaning into the Holy Spirit and starting your day with God really helps in these situations Mm -hmm. because you can count on him to kind of steer you in the right direction. And the longer you're friends, the closer you become, the more you know each other and kind of what they need in that minute, in that moment. Yeah. And you know, one of the things, and I talk about it often is if you have not found your people, you may not be showing up authentically in life. And so you don't ever feel like you are properly seen or heard. But that's not everyone else's fault if you haven't shown up to be seen and heard properly. Mm. And if you have shown up authentically and those people haven't responded in a, in an inviting way, they're not your people. Move on. <laughs> Move on. Don't waste any more time. Because it's not you. It's them. And they aren't capable of handling that. And also have a little bit of grace with yourself. Mm-hmm. I just recently listening to something that said, don't feel bad about something because you were doing the best you could with the information you had at the time. So now you know differently, so you do differently. Right. And so sometimes that means you've outgrown your friends. And that's hard. Yes, that is really, really challenging. And it's hard to accept and get to that point and to break away. And then there's always that in-between. I've been in those in-between times where there's really no one because you've realized you had to step away from a certain situation and then there's no one Mm -hmm. in that time until God brings someone else into your life. And you know, that space right there, that gap is a huge place to falter. Mm-hmm. That's when we end up going to our um, unhealthy tendencies. That's right. Um, that's when our insecurities show up the most. 
And if you respond out of insecurity, it's normally not going to end up the best that it could have. That's right. I think about this situation years ago where our family was friends with another family. And one of the family members in particular was very uh, not healthy, not healthy for our family to be around. And so I prayed, God, just help remove this person from our situation because it's actually negatively affecting my family. Well, the wife I adored, probably put her on a pedestal. And I mean, just loved everything about our families to do dinners together. Hey, what do you have? I have let's together make a meal kind of thing. Well, in the process of removing the other person she went to, and it wasn't a big abrupt, it wasn't a big breakup. It was nothing like that. It was just God had pruned them Mm -hmm. and pruned them all. And everybody had to go. Everybody had to go. And Mm -hmm. I recently just, you know, was thinking back to that family and really missing her kind of, but then realizing I wanted more out of that than she ever did, you know, and that's okay. She didn't have what I wanted. Right. And not like, give me, give me, give me. But like, I was looking for a deeper friendship and relationship. She was not. And she maybe not have been, may not have been capable of that. She might not be capable of those types of friendships. And so that wasn't right. Even though she's an amazing person. And sometimes if they come as a group, you just can't do the whole group. (laughs) You know, I mean, they were married. It's not like um, you can choose one or the other. Yeah. Wow. Yes, God will answer prayers. And sometimes it doesn't look, the answer doesn't look the way we originally desired, but the outcome is great usually. Yeah. And you know, interesting is in the gap when I hadn't found my space again, I hadn't found my place yet. Mm -hmm. Oh, all the places I went. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like I would avoid driving near that house. I would have, I mean, just all types of things. I rid my entire house of anything that was ever from them or reminded me of them. Just, yeah. And anyway. It's interesting how we react. You went through a grieving process. I did. Yeah. I mean, that was the end of a very close friendship. Mm-hmm. And there is a loss, like when you've spent that much time with people and you've shared meals and do all these things together, especially as families, then there is such a big loss. Yeah. It's like walking into your house after, you know, your dog getting around anymore. Right. Went I to- mean, the funny part is I'm the only one that missed anybody. Everyone else is like, oh, good riddance. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Number four is saying no. Hmm. One of the things that is saving my life right now besides Jesus is the ability to say no. But in order to say no, you have to know where you're going and you have to know what your priorities are. So it requires a little bit of homework. That is an excellent point. That's why the conversation with the Lord and with your spouse or and yourself and this writing out, these are the things that I'm prioritizing mm-hmm. this month, this year, Anything outside of this, it's, it's got to be a no. Yeah. I mean, unless the Lord is like in your face with it, right? But usually if you're prayerful, then you're going to know. Yeah, you have to be prayerful in your prioritization. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> or else you're just running on a hamster wheel. It's exhausting. <laughs> and you just keep filling voids, right? Right. And so, yeah, that, that's been big. Is to, And also to acknowledge your season of life. Because mm. no today might be yes in five years. You know, you're watching your... 
empty nesters that are out traveling and just having the best time ever. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm at football practice. Correct. That's not your season life. All our seasons that we go through. That's right. And you know, those people who we see off gallivanting around and traveling because they're empty nesters, they are probably grieving and mourning the no football season, right? right? Because that is how we all are. We are human. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another one, number five, is hitting the easy button. So Mm -hmm. I'm okay with this. My favorite thing. I was going to say, I'm okay at this, but you're amazing at it. I love the easy button. I love it. And by the easy button, easy button can be uh, simplify your weeknight meal. Mm -hmm. Don't make it all complicated. Um, Planning ahead so you can do grocery pickup so you don't have to go to the grocery store 17 times in the week. Yeah. Um, Tell me some other ways that we can hit the easy button. Don't drive to the post office. Have them pick it up. <laughs> I'm always telling my mom, press the easy button. You know, especially older people, they want to drive to drop off a bill. They want to yeah. drive to do a piece of paper instead. I'm like, press the easy button. It's not, it's okay. Maybe you that's know. where I got the press the easy button from. Maybe I say it all the time. <laughs> uh, I just, I think some of that has come in my life from a recovering performer. Okay, recovering performer. Yes. Interesting. I used to get so f- fluffed up about all the details and all the things, and now it's like, I don't need that stuff. It doesn't have to be that hard. What is easy for you today? That's not giving up. That's not not doing a good job. Right. That's prioritizing and efficiency, and it's okay. Yeah. I don't, if somebody thinks that that's not the right way to do it, or they're stressed about that you should have this many flowers instead of one bouquet on the tables for the party, you need four. I'm like, one is good. Press You're lucky I button. have one, actually. Yeah. I can and tell I'm you gonna, to go sit in the garden and look at those flowers. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to pick them from my yard and they'll be in the center of where the food is. We don't need them on every table. You know, why are people coming? What's the most important thing is what I try to focus on now. Not the outward and people thinking, ooh, look at this. Look what she did. All these things. It's like, is everybody feeling at home, having a good time, enjoying themselves? And do I have the space to enjoy myself in the process? Nice. You know, another silly one is I just signed up for automatic like prescription refill for something. Oh yeah. I know that sounds silly, but it's like a a monthly order Mm -hmm. supplement order. And I was like, Oh no, I'll just go on an order as it's getting low. You will not. You absolutely (laughs) will not. That's what I told myself. I'm like, Melissa, you will not. So just hit subscribe. It's so true. Is that silly that it took me that long to get there? No, it's not silly at all. I feel like it's kind of a commitment thing, but you can cancel at any time. Yeah, I do have commitment (laughs) issues. Well, there's plenty of record of that. I have commitment (laughs) issues. But also unsubscribing from things that you don't want to be subscribed to. Take five minutes and just start unsubscribing from all the emails. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yes. It feels good in the morning to not have all those notifications. It really does help clear the clutter. Um, And last but not least, and there's probably more, but these are my six today, is practicing the pause. Mm. Tell us what that looks like for you. Okay. So sometimes I have to pause before I respond. Lots of times, actually. I I always do. The problem is I just don't always. (laughs) (laughs) I should always pause before I respond. Me too. Um, I should pause before I say yes to something. Mm -hmm. I should pause before I say no to something. Um, I should pause before I choose to have that 
drink. I should pause before I choose to eat that third brownie. (laughs) You should pause before you ram your bumper into the car in front of you for going too slow in the fast lane. Right, I did. Practicing the pause has saved me from felonies. It has (laughs) saved me from... (laughs) Marital fights. Yes. (laughs) Parental debacles. Um, I'm sure. I mean, it has me. Yes. Um, That's a really good one. And I am also really challenged by that one, and I am really working on it. Yeah, pause. Um, Like, very much cannot press the easy button on that one and not striving, but I am practicing and trying to find discipline to pause much more often. I like to pause and go, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And is that the right reason? Before I respond, which... You know me, I can be off the cuff, which can be very dangerous. <laughs> so you had a really fun scripture that we talked about mm. earlier, and I would love it if you could just share that because I feel like it was kind of encompassing of most of what we talked about today. Yes, it's Isaiah 41, and it's right in the very beginning. So verse one, and this is the message translation. It says, quiet down, far flung ocean islands. Listen, there's an exclamation point. Sit down and rest, everyone. Recover your strength. Gather around me. Say what's on your heart. Together, let's decide what's right. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I think all of those things are centered around Mm -hmm. sitting down with God, paying attention, gathering your strength, Mm -hmm. right? Your pause, your, your resting, your listening, listening to yourself, listening to God, listening to those that you trust, that encompasses all of those six things that you've talked about. Mm-hmm. And then it ties back to scripture. That is where we, it is not from us, right? Where, any, where anything happens, it is all with God and by his grace and his strength and his courage. I think it was something today. What did it say? Oh, I was in Romans 12 and it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you, it says, and then it goes on to give you like a list of things that they, but it says, here's what I want you to do. God helping you because basically you ain't doing this on your own. That's right. Yeah. It was such a cute reminder mm-hmm. um, or, you know, cause it's in the message. I just think they're, they're so, they're so fun. So first I'm just taking notice of your journal. Mm-hmm. Allison, y'all has always said, I don't journal. That's just not who I am. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. This thing is full already. Oh, and this is like my third girl. Yes. Nice. Yes. It's amazing what God, how God can change us. And reveal things to us in all different ways. Exactly. Hey, we hope you've had a few things revealed to you today and that you have some people that you can sit down and talk to with us, you know, talk to this about or talk with about i don't know we don't know go talk to somebody absolutely you know what i'm saying check out our events page maybe we'll see you in person sometime thanks for joining us this week on the center and the same